You're listening to Michael Easley in Context. And now your host, Dr. Michael Easley. Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, And my people who are called by my name, if they humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and heal their land. I have heard that verse in so many different contexts. I've heard politicians use it. I've heard pastors use it. I've heard podcasters use it. And just got to say, it's ripped out of context. Let's take a look at 2 Chronicles 7 in its context to understand how do we apply it today, not out of context. In chapter 7 of Chronicles, we have a record of the temple complex. Let's understand Israel was a chosen people. They were in a chosen nation. God was their sovereign. And the temple complex represented a primarily religious, secondarily, a political and social system. The law was one entity. In America, of course, we have our three branches of government. We have elected officials. We have the rule of law. But those are differentiated from faith. And in fact, we essentially worship, right, the separation of church and state. So what did the author mean in Chronicles? What was the context? And can we apply it in any way, shape, or form today? So number one, let's remember, this was a time of a divided kingdom. Originally, God did not want Israel to have a king. He wanted to be their king. But they complain, and Samuel intercedes, and God allows them to choose a king. Of course, they choose Saul, and that story does not end well. Saul is a king chosen for all the human reasons, but he will have to choose a king after his own heart, who will later be David. Once the kingdoms begin to collapse, the monarchies fail. We have a divided kingdom, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And it's unfortunate, we don't remember this, but there's a civil war, essentially, that goes on between the northern and southern kingdoms in Israel for an awfully long time. Some 39-plus kings total between those divided kingdoms warring within themselves. It was supposed to be a united kingdom, a monarchy with one king, Yahweh Elohim, as their king. And so Israel obviously degraded. They wanted to be like other nations. So when we're reading the Chronicles where this When people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. We we hear Westerners say, see, if Christians would humble themselves, would pray, would repent, would turn from wicked ways, then God will forgive our sin and heal our land. Yes and no. Part of that has to do with a nation that was called by God, uniquely Israel, under a monarchy. God, without a king system, of course, he allows that later on. We don't have anything like that nation. Martin Selman writes, how this promise may be applied in the modern world has been a matter of considerable debate, (laughs) which I would underscore amen. Now, he goes on to compare and contrast Israel with Western individualism. Western Christianity is about me, about I, about my rights, my freedom of religion, uh, all, all the personalizations that we have, you know, as a Christian, I can do this, I can do that. Where for Judaism, it was a national unity. They were to be one people worshiping God, and we certainly don't have that context. Now, the promise of restoring that country back to God's presence was about the temple complex as well. 
For them to have a restored nation was to be able to have a restored temple, a restored center of worship. Now, frankly, we don't need a restored center of worship. We have it in the person and work of Jesus Christ. We have it in a local Bible-believing community that might be called a church where you associate with other Christians who are trying to grow and mature as disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, at a principal level, if his people who are called by his name humble themselves, pray, seek him, turn from wicked ways, will he hear us? Sure, absolutely. Will he forgive our sins? Yes, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins, 1 John 1, 9. Will he heal their land? And to this I would say, context is critical. For Israel, yes, he would heal them from the famines, he would heal them from the physical strifes, he would heal them from their conflicts. Can we export that to a Western culture called Christianity? I don't think so. I think we can say, at principle, this verse is saying, if we repent, if we humble ourselves, if we turn from wickedness, if we ask God for help, yes, he'll forgive us. Will he heal our land in the same way he was going to heal Israel? No. And the fact of the matter, he didn't really heal Israel that way because people did not turn back. They did not repent and turn back to a temple-focused worship. So all that to say, I think it's a little haphazard to take that verse out of context and say, if Christians just do the right thing in the right way, then God will return and everything will be right. We are a fallen country. We're a fallen people group. Christians, of course, if they did all this and we all humbled and responded in such a way, would we see change? Arguably, yes. Would God heal our land? This is not a Christian land in the same way Israel was a chosen people group. Now, could God do this? Absolutely. Could he be gracious and merciful? Without question. Is it one-to-one if we do these things, God then will heal America? I'll leave that question to you. This is Michael Easley, Out of Context. If you listen to our podcast on iTunes, would you take a minute to rate and review our show? We love reading your feedback, and this helps the show become more discoverable for other listeners. Thanks again for listening.